0: Hi, I'm Chris Brodnan, the 2023-2024 president of the Junior League of Atlanta, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of JLA Inside Out, stories from inside and outside of the Junior League of Atlanta.
1: Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of JLA Inside Out Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Wells, along with my co-host, Marshall Weeks, and today we have a fantastic episode lined up for you. Prepare yourself for an engaging dialogue with our beloved past president, Cassandra Zeebis. Hi, Cassandra. Thank you for coming and
0: welcome. Oh, hello. I am so excited to be here with you both, and thank you so, so much for having me.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure. I'm glad you made time for us today to have this little conversation about life in JLA.
0: I will always have time for you. Always, (laughs) always, always. I will always have time for JLA. So thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's
1: just get into it. So the first question we want to know is basically what we want to ask all the presidents, I guess. What inspired you to take the role as president within a JLA after so many years of service?
0: So this is a really great question. And I'm going to tell you, throughout all of my years of JLA service, I served everywhere, right? I served in learning and development. I served in our finances. I served just sweeping and cleaning up after events. I I, I decorated. I did anything that we needed to do. I read books. I was there um, serving in our community with for women and children in Atlanta. And so what really inspired me was just that premise that wherever I could serve and be most beneficial at that time is where I wanted to be. So you all know I love to say it that I believe that it is my goal, it is my honor to put my hands to the work. And so when it came, you know, when when the time came, to have the opportunity. And when I say opportunity, I'll change that word. And I'll say one of the biggest privileges of my life to serve the community in the capacity of the president of the junior league of Atlanta. It really was about how do I serve the community in this way and really, really, really show up in a way that allows everybody to feel seen, to feel heard for the community to know that we support them, that we are the community, right? I am her, she is me. And so to have the opportunity to stand before the community and stand before the members of the junior league of Atlanta and serve in that way was just a huge, huge honor and a huge, huge calling.
1: I love that. You don't get the, get that answer often from our past president. So it's a, I'm glad you expound on that. That information is so enlightening for somebody who's been a member for for a little while in the league and also just starting in her leadership role as well. Um, For this, that's kind of exciting. So what are some key accomplishments or milestones you achieved during your time as president?
0: Well, the first one I'll tell you is one that I alluded to in my last answer, which was when I came in as, as president of the Junior League of Atlanta, one of the things that everyone asked me everywhere I went, they said at the end of this time, what is the thing that you will count as success? If this one thing happens, what is that thing? And and why is that the thing that you will feel like counted as success? And so my answer was always that every woman that has raised her hand to serve in this organization knows how impactful she is that she feels heard, that she feels seen, and she feels a living, breathing part of this mission. That was the first thing. The second thing is every woman and child, every family, every community within Atlanta that we had the opportunity to touch, that they also felt like we were there standing with them. We are a community. And so a community means that you have to be in proximity to the people that you serve. Mm -hmm. And that in that proximity to the people that you serve, that you are really there to make the community better. That's it. That's it. That is the only reason why you are there because we are there to make the community better. And when we leave, one, I never wanted somebody to feel like we came and did something for them or to them. I wanted them to always say, our community, our family was here. Mm -hmm. And they have left and we're better for them having been here. So for me, that was... One of the things or the major theme, the major thing that I would count as success. But I also will tell you that the trainings that we delivered, the focus on diversity, equity and inclusion that we brought to the organization, um, going to museums, having conversations about the history that brought us to where we are, the things that impact our community today. How did we get there? Mm -hmm. Um, And then how do we move forward in those things? Um, Seeing women lead who maybe didn't know they had the voice to lead and encouraging them to do so. Um, The work that we did in the community, the money that we get to put back into the community, because you need to fund the dream as well as put your hands to the work. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about the successes that we had, um, the the stories that I heard about impact, It's almost, it's almost hard to explain, but the stories that I heard about impact and not just the stories from the, the women and children that we were serving, but the women and children, the women that we served alongside,
1: Mm, there was
0: impact that was tangible across the organization. And so I think there was so much for us to be proud of um, raising money for the community, showing up for the community in service projects. Um, you know, advocating for change in legislation. There mm-hmm. is no shortage of things that I would tell you that I am extremely proud of. Um, that one, we got to carry the vision forward on. That all, women before us for over a hundred years have been doing the work. And so for us to get to lead and continue that forward and to really, really make a stamp on Atlanta in a short, short time of a year, um, and hand the organization off in such a beautiful shape. And with women that were dedicated to continuing the work, um, the successes go on and on and on. And I am very, very proud of every woman, every woman who put her hands to that work because that is we work. That is not work that you do by yourself.
1: Right. That's the whole part of the JLA, right? That's
0: right. That's <laughs> right.
1: I love that phrase, The the we work.
0: <laughs> yes. That's a yes. good
1: thing. I'm gonna start using it. The we
0: work. I love it. I love it. Everybody, <laughs> let's use that. The we work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so can you like like going to that, the we work? How did you engage with the community and just ensure that the organization remained connected throughout your presidency? So
0: I love that question. One of the things that I learned, frankly is the amount of people in this community that is doing the work mm-hmm. whether it's in the space of generational poverty or if it's in the space of human trafficking and if it's in the space of early childhood education the the if it's in the space of health and education and and healthcare and 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 finding equitable housing and living conditions if it's in the space of creating a network so that our family that is unhoused finds a way to have all of the things that they deserve, housing Mm -hmm. and food and clothes and shelter at the time that they need it. No matter what that work is, is the amount of people that are doing that work and that take that work home with them. And that is very sincere about the work. And so a lot of the connectivity that I experienced with our community in the work that we were doing, in the work that they are doing, in the work that we are doing together, was really having those conversations, bringing them into the organization, sitting down at the table, and not only talking about the work, but talking about the impact of the work, how we continue to partner together to do that Mm -hmm. work, um, and what are the outcomes that we want to see. What are what are the outcomes? How do we collectively move the needle? Um, I think it was probably one of the most heartwarming things to sit down with all of the men and women across Atlanta that is really committed to moving all of those areas forward that I talked about, all of mm-hmm. those areas in terms of making our community the best community. When you sit down and you talk to people and you really get on one accord with how can my organization, your organization, and these three organizations over here, how can we do this work together? Mm-hmm. Because the impact is just so much greater.
1: And that brings me to my next question. Like, was there a particular approach to building and maintaining these relationships, not just with the community, but with the membership as well?
0: You know what? When I so So sometimes when I think approach, I think strategic, right? Mm -hmm. Is there some strategy that I sat down and said, in order for us to continue to be effective, these are the things we need to do. Um, And so I would tell you, yes, there's planning, right? There's Mm -hmm. planning. There are so many smart women that sat around that table with me. And so as we thought about and looked at how do we move this work forward, there's absolutely a plan. There's Mm -hmm. absolutely strategy that you have to look at and determine you know, where do we serve best?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who is the Junior League of Atlanta? So remembering our mission, remembering what we bring best to organizations and really trying to do the thing that we do best in mm-hmm. partnership with our with our partners, with our community partners. If we're not if we're not, you know, the best and skilled in exercise X, we don't need to do exercise X. Right.
1: Okay. Right.
0: If we know that we come to the community and we bring a trained volunteer, a volunteer that cares about the community, that understands how to manage and get things done in the community, that's what we need to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. We need to do the thing, bring the piece of the pie that we offer best. Um, And so I would say, yes, there is is a strategy to that. There is always a constant look at, you know, your strategic plan and how are you executing against that plan and where do we need to change? Where do we need to continue to press forward? Um, Yes, absolutely. All of those things are important and all of those things were top of mind for me and for those other leaders at the time on a regular basis, on a daily basis, I would tell you the connectivity and the relationship building with our members Mm -hmm. that for me was this was special so that for me needed to be organic that for me needed to be me showing up authentically as who i was every single time
1: right but you did you did I I
0: appreciate it. I mm-hmm. appreciate it. I, I love, I love, I look at, I look back at my pictures now and I look at all the things that we did together and all the things that we accomplished and all the women that I had the privilege of sitting with, even if it was for one conversation. And those relationships really carried me through the length of my time of my presidency. They really carried me. Because they were so authentic and so genuine. And when you get in a room, you know, my daddy said to me, he said, you are with, like, these are your, these are your, like, this is your community. Mm -hmm. This is your, this is your community family. Because you are with women who you all have a like mind. Right. You are there because you want to see the community continue to move forward and you want to make people's lives better. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when you are there and you all have the same goal, how we got there was different.
1: Right. That's true. What it
0: looks like when we're there is different, Mm -hmm. but everybody's there was just as important. Nobody's there was more important than the next person. So creating those authentic relationships was to me just, oh my gosh, I, I get giddy thinking about it because those relationships make such a lasting impact and you know my only hope is always that when the the women that I had an opportunity to serve with and to serve for um as president that I everyone that I met everyone that I talked to everyone that I served alongside feels the way I feel about it. Mm -hmm. that it was an authentic relationship That it was a, you know, whether it was a great laugh or whether it was, you know, out there in the trenches, reading to children, making sure that early childhood education was cared for, or, you know, creating libraries or whatever the work was that we were doing. Mm -hmm. That they felt seen, they felt heard, and they felt like this is an authentic relationship. And, and that's I am going to stop there because I could just go on and on and on. No, but that's wonderful because that's so Women were important. so
1: impactful to me. That's so important. I think that's a so, Honestly, that's one of the reasons why a lot of women decided that that wouldn't be their last year. That yes. those authentic relationships and, you know, bond building during, you know, your presidency or Joy's presidency or whomever, That's why I think that the membership is just like continuing to grow. And one of the reasons why the Atlanta chapter of the GLA is is so big is because of the authentic relationships that you can build and keep. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And they are long lasting. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. They don't go away after a year, which is so, so great for me because I get to continue those bonds and I get to continue to you know connect and whether it's you know going to coffee or whether it's going to lunch or dinner or catching up on the phone or seeing each other at another organization in the community where we're serving those right. relationships just get to keep going and and it's such a, a a really an amazing amazing privilege i love that that's
1: that's that's inspiring actually it really is um But another question for you, like, what lessons did you learn from your experience as being president of the JLA?
0: I'll tell you, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, a lot, a lot of lessons. And I'm going to give you a couple that just jumped to the top of my head. Mm -hmm. I was raised in in a place of service, right? I I always Mm -hmm. tell folks, I've said it a million times, y'all, it's my mama's fault, that I serve (laughs) the way that I do because I was a Girl Scout and I was a, uh, uh, I mean, just we would collect canned goods for our neighbors or we would do coat drives at my church. And so I grew up volunteering. I really don't know another way. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing that the Junior League of Atlanta taught me and gave me the opportunity to see was the issues that impact us in a more well-rounded way. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you what I mean by that, right? So I love service and I love going out and putting my hands to the work. Um, You know, I've sat on boards, I've done different things, but I think when you really get to do all of those things in a role, you get to spend time with the community, you get to serve the community, you get to talk to the legislators, you get to understand and volunteer at the school, you really get to see the issues in an entire, everything that impacts them, Mm -hmm. you get to see the issue from a new light. And so what it does is it gives you a tremendous amount of respect for the challenges that we have in our community that we're all trying to make better. Um, It gives you a tremendous amount of respect for what we can offer as individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also gives you a tremendous amount of respect of the amazing ability for an organization, a collaborative of all of these women with all of this brain power and all of this experience and all of these skills, when you come together, what you can create.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: So I think what in the, in all of that, that I just said, it taught me to look at things with a broader lens. Mm. And so when I am making decisions, when I am deciding where I'm going to join in in the work, it helps me, I think, to make the most impactful decision. And so that, that was probably one of the most, I don't know if I was expecting that, right? Because I felt like I got a good handle on what's happening. And But when mm-hmm. you really sit down and you think about it and you see each element of it, and you hear from the community experts and you see our community members and you talk to folks who are experiencing some part of that cycle, it really gives you a different appreciation for our ability as a collective society to really make change, meaningful Mm -hmm. change and lasting change. Okay. So huge lesson for me. Um, The other thing that I will tell you I am, you're not going to believe this. You're probably going to laugh at me when I say this, but (laughs) I am very much a behind the scenes person. Okay. Okay. I like to be behind the scenes doing the work. And so, you know, getting up and representing an organization out loud in the public. Right. Proud as I was. um, It really taught me. It really, really taught me that all of our voices are important. It really did. It was a huge lesson to me. It taught me things that I could do that maybe I didn't even think I could do. One of the things I promised y'all was I I would always be transparent. So I, I will never tell you that I walked in the door and was like, oh, I'm going to go up here and just do this thing. And I'm going to do this thing. And I'm going to do this thing. No, I had a lot of plans and a lot of aspirations for the things that I wanted to help facilitate.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I also was very humbled by the opportunity to get up and do it. Right. So I learned that I got a little bit of fearlessness in me. Right. That, that I can do things that feel scary and feel hard and when I'm fully committed and my heart is in it and my talent and my effort is there and the women around me or the men around me, who the community is in support, it's amazing what you can accomplish. That's true. So I learned don't count yourself out ever. I know you weren't expecting
1: that one, but I wasn't. Cause you, you know, you're just whenever you was out and about and with the memberships or in this community, you were always so charismatic and so welcoming. So you would never think that, you know, you were your your main goal was to be like behind the scenes, and making sure everything was good. Cause you were always so
0: right.
1: forthcoming with all of your speeches and how you spoke and greeted people. It was just always so you know, how can I help? What can we do? Let's get it together. Let's work together. So that did very much shock me because you were, you know, your hands were in a lot of different pots, but you still remained, you know, the JLA president that the face that everybody saw that that 106 years. So yeah, I I was shocked by the answer. (laughs) Pleasantly shocked,
0: but shocked. Them. I know when I say I like to be behind the scenes, I know every one of my JLA friends that are listening is like, oh, uh, no, Cassandra, we are not going to believe that. <laughs> um, that you like to be behind the scenes, but I mean, I do because I, I I love to support people. I love to see mm-hmm. people win, you know, and I love it. And what I found was I could help, you know, and I could still support and I could see the community win, but I could do it in a different way of service. And so learning that was pretty cool because it continued to spur me forward and it will be something that will always be a push in everything that i do now Hmm. that's that's that's
1: a good takeaway that you know even though you because they always say that what's that famous quote success is on the other side of fear absolutely absolutely it is so i guess that that's a good takeaway even though you did not demonstrate that you were a behind-the-scenes <laughs> person. <laughs> it did not show at all. You really resonated with, I'm here, I'm very much so extroverted, and I'm in the moment.
0: <laughs> so I get that. And in that, I'm always thinking, you know, I'm always thinking this is such a this is such an honorable role, and this is such a role that makes such a significant impact in the community, if you allow it to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and I don't want to let anybody die, right? So right. that that's what that comes from. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. I love that.
1: So, what advice would you offer to future leaders of the organization, or just others aspiring to leadership roles in the nonprofit sector?
0: So it, it's interesting. I am a corporate girl, you know, through and through in terms of career. Um, And I will tell you probably almost, and I, listen, I lead teams. um, I do all the things, right, in this corporate Mm -hmm. space, Um, in the meetings, leading projects, leading people, leading the things. And every leader that I've ever had has said to me, why don't you, have you ever thought about leading, like, in a nonprofit? (laughs) And so I always ask, why do you say that? And they're like, cause your heart for service is just like, it just beats out loud on your chest. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you that I just, our nonprofit leaders that are there every day in the trenches every day. I just feel like those are my Kings and Queens. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that I give just a tremendous amount of reverence to because that is heart work. Right. Right hard work. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about any type of leadership, listen, I lead with my heart in my corporate space, my team will tell you, but especially in the nonprofit space, especially in the space where you are in service of people. And and I believe in the seat that I sit in in my corporate role that I am in service of other people. Um, But in that nonprofit space, it's really, really tangible and impactful that you are in service of other people and in that space i would say if that's the place that you're called to lead
1: Mm -hmm.
0: lead in the place where you have heart for the work right okay it doesn't matter to me if you are like the graphic designer right right and you would think oh well the graphic designer can graphic design and they're not necessarily having to connect you know with the people no no but what they're doing is impacting the people so you having a heart for the work when you put that graphic on the paper it's going to show up differently
1: that's true because you have to have some type of connection even if you are like you say before behind the scenes you have that's to have right
0: some that's type right.
1: of connection with the people
0: that's right so I, that's my advice that's my advice is to lead to lead in a place where you really have heart for the work um, and I think in any place that you decide to lead, be it in nonprofits, be it in a volunteer space, in a for-profit space, wherever you lead, I think the biggest thing for me is leading from a place of kindness.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, we 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 wake up in the morning and we can decide if we want to be nice today or not, right? But I think <laughs> kindness, kindness is something different. Kindness is built in. It, it is something that the more that you practice being kind. Mm -hmm. the more that you are just kind, right? And so when you lead in these spaces, sometimes you can be so heavy burdened because you want things to change or you want things to move or you wish it was this way, you wish it was that way. Sometimes we have to stop and just let it be what it is. Mm -hmm. And remember that we are in service of other people. And at the end of the day, people are gonna remember how you made them feel. That's true. And so if you approach your leadership from a place of kindness and a place of care, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you go wrong with that. That's true.
1: I agree with that.
0: Everything falls into place. The people that you lead, they rally with you. Mm -hmm. The people that you serve are inspired by the way that you have served them. And so they will serve somebody else that way, right? Because the goal is that we don't stay in a situation that is not serving us forever, that we find our way to the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And so we all have an opportunity at some point to serve another or to be served. And in either place that we find ourselves, but especially in places of leadership, right, kindness and care and thoughtfulness and remembering each other's humanity, to me is the golden ticket.
1: I agree. So let me ask you this one last question. Sure. And it's an important one. Okay. So what do you think your legacy or contribution has been to the organization?
0: Oh, this is, this is a good one. This is mm-hmm. a good one. Hey, if I think back over it, I've had the opportunity to, I've had the opportunity to lead some very awesome work. Um, But I hope that my legacy at the end of the day, is the care that I showed for the community and for the women that serve in the Junior League of Atlanta. Okay. Because I think that legacy, you know, the work, the work to me is a continuation, right? Mm -hmm. So over 107 years ago, the work started. Right. And the work has continued to happen For 107 years, the work has continued to happen. The work has been what was needed in the community at the time Mm -hmm. that we were doing the work, right? Right. So, So I think every single person in 107 years that has ever touched the organization has left a legacy of the work that we've done. We wouldn't still be here 107 years later if every single woman that has touched this organization didn't leave an imprint. Every last one of us have left an imprint. Every last one of us have left an imprint. But from a legacy perspective, a legacy is the thing that lives beyond you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so when I think about, and this one almost really makes me want to cry, when I think about the legacy, I never saw her sad. Right? Mm -hmm. Even though the work was hard and the the things that we were impactful were serious. I always saw her encouraged. I always said, I she said that we could do it, and I believed her. And we did it. We we served the community. We cared for the community. We made an impact on generational poverty. We made an impact on early childhood education. From the things that we've done, um, there will be a child, a parent. That will say 20 years from now, I remember when I encountered the women of the junior league of Atlanta, right? If not for that encounter, my life may have been, have been different. That that's, that's, that's huge. Right. Um, and that work is collective work, but I think just for me as a lone little person, an individual that gave her absolute heart to this organization and to this community. I hope that I did it in a way that people would be proud of. And I hope that is my legacy. Well,
1: it was, I love this conversation with you. You know, our talks are always insightful.
0: Oh, (laughs) we have the best talks. (laughs) I love it. And I'm so glad you
1: joined us today. Um, thank you so much i, I mean i really we're going to have to get you back on maybe with chris and you know y'all can talk about handling over the baton and absolutely this round table discussion with a couple of other presidents just to get the conversation going about the work that you guys are doing from the world of sustainers not just active members or active presidents so that would That's be That's nice.
0: right. That's right. That's right because the work continues. Right? The work continues. And right. and it's 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 amazing to be able to continue the work, Um, you know, as we move into sustainability, as we pass the gavel as president, we still have the opportunity to serve. We serve with our partners. Um, We serve in the space, um, you know, working with our partners. That work does not stop. Right. And and that is what I love um, is that we get the opportunity to continue carrying the mission of the organization forward while continuing to serve and carry the partnerships forward um, of doing that collective work. So really, really amazing. And I would love to come back.
1: Well, so we'll let be. me know when. Of course, <laughs> we're going to clear some schedules out and see what we can do. Well, thank you for joining us today. We do appreciate it. And I will be talking to you soon. Sounds great. Everybody have a
0: wonderful day. And remember, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. I love it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of JLA Inside Out. If you have feedback, thoughts, or questions, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at JLAtlanta.org.